This is Godliness with Contentment, episode 39. So, my name is Keen O'Hanna, and I'm here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. I believe that it is possible for Christians, people of faith, faith in God, to reach financial independence. What can you expect? Well, I hope to bring one new episode per week. And during that time, for us to see what the Bible says about handling money, handling wealth, how to do it God's way. We're currently on a journey through the Bible. We've been looking at uh, wealthy people in the Bible. And um, these were people of God and looking at how they handled money, what their, what kind of relationship that they had with money. This is the eighth installment. Today we're going to look at King Solomon. Last week we looked at his father, King David, and we actually talked about the fact that David gave sacrificially. And uh, that's what we talked about last week. So today we're going to look at King Solomon. And for that, we're going to turn to 1 Kings 3. And I'm going to read a few verses. And then we're going to talk a bit about what we can kind of glean from it and um, what can help us in our journey of dealing with money. So 1 Kings 3, and I'm going to read from verses 5 down to 15. And I thought I was there, but let me turn to my Bible real quick. My Bible app, that is. 1 Kings 3, verse 5. Okay. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him, and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong, for who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke, and he realized it had been a dream. So, just to kind of 
take a few steps through what happens here. So Solomon goes to Gibeon, this place where he goes to offer sacrifices to God. And there, God appears to Solomon in a dream. In the dream, God puts it to Solomon that he could ask for whatever he wanted. The interesting thing is that even though Solomon was dreaming, he knew that it was God he was talking with. That means that literally he could have asked for anything. So this is not like your parent or friend saying, hey, what do you want for your birthday? No, this is God saying, whatever you want, whatever you ask me for, you're going to get it. Solomon recognizes how good God has been to his father David. And then he asks for a discerning heart to govern the people and to distinguish right from wrong. Solomon very well could have asked for long life and great wealth. And God recognizes this. God gives Solomon what he asks for, but also God gives him what he does not ask for. Good things. God gives Solomon great wealth and honor. And if Solomon lived right, he would get long life as well. So let's think this one on through. Solomon had a blank slate. And God was like, whatever you ask for, I'm going to give to you. What would you have chosen? Not sure about me. But at different times in my life, I think my answer would have been different. Now, hopefully, you know, I'm older and wisdom makes more sense to me, right? The younger Kino probably would have wanted to be rich, right? Filthy rich, as they say. And I guess I didn't have anybody to govern, so riches would have made more sense to me then. But now wisdom makes more sense. And back then, if the question was posed to me, I wasn't a Christian anyway, so I wasn't really thinking about the things of God. But let's discuss why wisdom makes more sense. Firstly, wisdom is better than riches. And I'm saying why. If you have riches but no wisdom, then you will spend frivolously, you will waste, and you will end up with nothing later. Right? We've all heard the stories of the, the men, mostly men, but probably some women too, mostly men who came into money, they have this big entourage of friends and family and they want to help them out and so they give and give. And at the end of the day, they end up with nothing. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with giving, but you need to be wise as you give. And then looking at it the other way, if you have wisdom, then your wisdom can help you to get riches. Your mind, for example, can come up with great ideas, right? And Or you can learn from other people and you can put in the right steps, the right infrastructure in place to make this idea come to reality, this business, you know, this um, um, venture work. You will understand 
investing and, and saving and compounding and economies of scale. So all these kinds of things when you have wisdom. And when you realize that you don't understand, wisdom will tell you, we'll go learn. Even when it comes to helping people, wisdom is better than riches. We can throw money at people or to people, right, giving them money. But they really need someone to think about their situation and give them what is best. And giving people money is not always best. And I'm sure you could think about situations when that's the case. Sometimes it means giving them no money, but giving them great advice instead. For example, teaching them how to make money instead of giving them 10 grand. So as I was thinking about this, my mind reflected on something that kind of rings true with me as it comes to God. God is the giver, the great giver. He's the source of everything that's good. And so even here, as Solomon asks for wisdom, discernment, he asks God, God is the only one who could give that. God is the source of wisdom. In fact, in James 1 and 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. God gives wisdom to you when you ask. So, are you asking for wisdom? Or are you like the younger Kino, wanting money, right? Asking for riches. But God's going to give you wisdom. Wisdom's better. And wisdom isn't just knowledge, but it's understanding about how to apply the knowledge. And armed with wisdom, there's nothing you can't do. So I actually want to shout out our God today, who's the source, who's the, the giver. Let's give him the thanks and the praises. And he's there waiting to give you wisdom. And it says he gives it without finding fault. Right? You believe in him, you go to him, you pray for wisdom, he gives you it. He gives wisdom, and wisdom can bring wealth. Now, wisdom is not about wealth. So don't think, okay, I'm going to get wisdom so I can get wealth. No. Wisdom is better than wealth. Wisdom covers so many things. But, again, God is the source. And so, if you use the wisdom that God gives you to get wealth, then great. Because then you're going to know how to handle the wealth. So, Solomon made a wise decision, right? (laughs) That's funny. He made a wise decision about asking for wisdom. And, Even as I started out talking about Solomon and asking for wisdom, now kind of came to a place where I'm now talking about God and God being giver and being the source of everything that's good. And let's give him praise for that. So, go get wisdom. And that's easy. Because you can ask God 
and he will give you. Prioritize wisdom over wealth. When you get the wealth, if that's what you want, because maybe you want wisdom and you don't want wealth, right? You know, you're not trying to be rich and all this stuff. And, and, and wealth to, 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 um, to me is different from wealth to you. That looks different, right? But when you get wealth, if that's what you want, and whatever, however that looks like for you, whatever financial independence means for you, you'll know how to handle it God's way because you have the wisdom that comes from God. Well, that's all I have for you today. Join me next time in about a week when we take a look at another uh, Bible character, this time at the wife of noble character in Proverbs 31. She would be our first woman in this series, not the last one. And I'm looking forward to that one, and I hope that you are too. Please invite your friends and family to listen to the podcast. Tell them, search for Godliness with Contentment wherever they listen to podcasts, whether that be Spotify or or TuneIn or or Apple or Google, etc. This is Kino Hanna signing off, saying, check your video.